Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey. I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real-life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi-level marketing. Welcome to our second annual month long of holiday magic, named after the now defunct cosmetics pyramid scheme owned by our shady friend, William Penn Patrick. I am so excited to be bringing you even more amazing content to keep you willingly informed and scam free all season long. Please join us every Sunday and Wednesday throughout the month of December for brand new episodes filled with the interviews, topics, stories, and history that you asked for. All frauds, scams, pyramid schemes, and cults, all month long. Happy holidays, Hunbots and Hunbros, from me, Abby, and Life After MLM. Hey, Hunbots and Hunbros, can you already believe we are on day three of Holiday Magic? So today I'm bringing you an episode with Jana Rogers of Silver Lining Lessons, and you may know her from TikTok. She's the loaded tea lady, you know, the one that's like single-handedly taking down Herbalife by letting the entire world know that you can make loaded teas without Herbalife. It's great. If you haven't followed her, you definitely should. And I just had to ask her to make us our own tea. So if you head over to her social media, you will find the recipe and the how-to to make our very own loaded tea. The show has its own loaded tea. Isn't that crazy? It's called none other than the Hunbot. So go check it out on Silver Lining Lessons, Instagram and TikTok. And I believe it's on their app and all of that as well. So it's really cool. I I thought it was just, you know, I mean, the show has been immortalized in a loaded tea. I mean, if that's not like meta full circle anti MLM, like, I don't know what it is. Another thing that happened recently is that Merriam-Webster made the word gaslighting its word of the year, which I thought was really interesting, which goes to show that the red flag education that we are putting out there about high demand groups and high demand situations is working. Gaslighting searches rose by 1,740% in the last 12 months. And it was looked up not only every day, but multiple times every single day. I mean, obviously, 
just incredible. So very interesting that people are looking that word up and figuring out what it means and coming to a lot of realizations and finding shows like this and being like, oh my God, I think I've been a part of something. So uh, yeah, welcome. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're new here, this is definitely not the episode to start with. But you know, whatever, it's not linear, you can really start anywhere that you want. Thirdly, we have our scam number three of our holiday scams. And I want to start off by saying that while I was out holiday shopping, I saw so many help wanted signs and were hiring for the holiday signs in like every single window of all of the stores that I went to. So I know that there are still places that are hiring and people that are still looking for jobs this holiday season. And so that's why I wanted to share this particular scam with you guys next, the fake job scam. So retailers typically hire thousands of seasonal workers this time of year to help meet the demands of holiday shoppers. Shippers and delivery services are among the top holiday employers this year because of the increase in online orders and the need to get most of these packages out before Christmas. These jobs are a great way to make extra money during the holidays, and sometimes they can turn into the possibility of a long-time employment opportunity. But you need to keep an eye out for opportunities that seem too good to be true. Before agreeing to working for anyone, job seekers will need to watch out for job scams that are designed to collect your personal information, including your social security number and your bank account. In these types of scams, cyber criminals will ask for your private details up front and even request that you pay for opportunities like job training and equipment materials before starting the job. You may come across these fake job listings on popular sites like Facebook, Craigslist, LinkedIn, or also smaller job sites, so pay attention. A popular version of this scam that went around recently involved a listing for an airport shuttle driver, claiming that now that travel is picking back up, there's a huge demand for transportation and offering a job picking up passengers 35 hours a week for a yearly salary of over $100,000. That's obviously too good to be true, so there's your first red flag. But cyber criminals are now posting as legitimate employers by spoofing company websites like we talked about a couple scams back and posting fake job openings on popular online job boards. They will conduct false interviews with unsuspecting applicant victims and then request personal information and or money. The personal information can be used for any number of nefarious purposes, including taking over the victim's accounts, opening new financial accounts, unemployment insurance fraud, or using the victim's identity or other deception scams like getting a fake driver's license or passport. In most U.S. states, cybercriminals can no longer input stolen information into government websites and collect on unemployment insurance aid. Now, applicants whose names are used to apply for unemployment benefits often need to verify on their phones that they're actually the ones seeking assistance, a process similar to two-factor authentication, which you should also be using. And that means that scammers might need your help. And sometimes they will go to elaborate lengths to mislead, like recreating companies' hiring websites, asking applicants to upload a copy of both sides of their driver's license at the onset of the process, and then sending them an email seeking more information from a shady web address. The U.S. Secret Service, which investigates financial crimes, confirmed that it has seen a marked increase in sham job ads seeking to steal people's personal data. In March of 2021, LexisNexis detected around 2,900 ads touting unusually generous pay using suspicious email domains and requiring that you verify your identity up front. The total had grown to 8,400 by July and then to 36,350 by October. 
According to the FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center, 16,012 people reported being victims of employment scams in 2020, with losses totaling more than $59 million. So what are the red flags and how can we avoid them? Well, according to the FBI, the following should cause you some concern. Interviews that are not conducted in person or through a secure video call. Interviews that are conducted via teleconference apps that use email addresses instead of phone numbers. Potential employers doing any of the following. Contacting you through non-company email domains and teleconference apps. Requiring employees to purchase startup equipment from the company. Requiring employees to pay upfront for background investigations or screenings. Requesting credit card information. Or sending employment contracts to physically sign asking for personal identifying information. And any job posting appearing on job boards, but not on the company's website. Also, recruiters or managers not having profiles on the job board or their profiles seeming a little bit sus. So what can we do to protect ourselves? Well, according to the FTC and the FBI, it's not too hard. First thing, and what I always say, Google, Google, Google. Conduct a web search of the hiring company using the company name only. Results that return multiple websites from the same company may indicate a fraudulent job listing. Legitimate companies will ask for your personal and bank account information for payroll purposes after hiring you. And never provide bank account information to employers without verifying their identity. Never send money to someone that you meet online, especially by wire transfer. And never provide credit card information to an employer. Never respond to ads guaranteeing that you'll get the job. Even if your qualifications are ideal, it is never a sure thing that you'll get the job. Avoid work from home ads guaranteeing that you'll make big money. No one can predict how much money you'll actually make working for yourself. Do not accept any job offers that ask you to use your own bank account to transfer their money. A legitimate company will not ask you to do this. Never pay to get a job. Scammers may say they have a job waiting for you if you just pay a fee for a certification, training, equipment, supplies, etc. But after you pay, you find out the job is fake and you won't ever get your money back. Never share your social security number or any personal identifying information that can be used to access your accounts with someone who does not need to know this information. Don't believe ads for previously undisclosed federal government jobs. Information about federal jobs are publicly available at usajobs.gov, and you can find legitimate job listings by visiting sites like your state's career one-stop, which I didn't even know existed, so I linked that in the show notes as well. Okay, so now that you know what to look for so you don't fall for any fake job scams, on to the meat and potatoes. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. You guys have been asking, and I told you I would try my best to deliver this month. And so I would like to welcome to the show my friend, Jana Rogers from Silver Lining Lessons. Hey. Hey, y'all. How are you? We're so good. I've been waiting to like get with you. So this is so exciting. So I want to thank you first off for having me. Very Absolutely. Absolutely. So for anybody who's listening right now, who's like, I have no idea who this is. I didn't ask for this. Uh, Jana is uh, TikTok famous and we'll get into that. We'll tell your whole story, but she's the one 
that basically is turning those really ridiculous $13 Herbalife drinks into super duper affordable. You can buy it all at Walmart, Target and online 50 cent versions of these drinks. And in the process, converting so many nutrition shop owners into just getting out of MLM and and not even using Herbalife anymore at all, which is woo, clap, clap, clap. Amazing. Super crazy to see how we didn't even start out knowing multi-level marketing, anti-multi-level marketing. That was just sort of thrown in as it started to grow. So the, the way it has evolved and the way it's now impacting people is really wild to us. Yeah. It's so incredible. So let's start with the beginning, like how you even got into making these teas, how it's blown up sure. over the last year or so and, um, and how you ended up here. So we started out the end of 2019, early 2020, we were a budgeting blog. So everything was about saving money. You can still enjoy all the things you are used to, but let's shave it down. Let's, let's uh, save our money. Let's spend it where it needs to be spent, but not like completely deprive ourselves of stuff that we love. And so the teas came out, we did like an energy drink comparison of the most bang for your buck, I think is what it was called. And we were like, yeah, we just were like going through all the energy drinks that we love, showing how much they cost and like what was just the best caffeine for your buck. Somebody here in our town was like, you should do a loaded tea. And we were like, okay. So we kind of did a little comparison on loaded teas. And that's where it really just caught a lot of people's attention. And Carrie... Uh, we all know Carrie in the anti-MLM world. We did not have a TikTok though. So there was no Silver Lining Lessons TikTok. I didn't even have a personal TikTok at all. Didn't do TikTok at all. And she shared us there, tagged my Instagram. And we just started getting all these crazy notifications. And we were like, I literally looked at my husband and I was like, I think we've been hacked. Like something has happened. This is not, something's going on because there's just all this traffic coming to this little baby blog that we have. And then I found out through someone I went to high school with, they were like, you've been shared on TikTok. I was like, TikTok? That's not, I have, we've been hacked. Like, we don't have a TikTok. We quickly created a TikTok and started making content, had no idea even how to edit a video on TikTok or how to upload one. That was July of 2021. And it just went crazy. It's incredible. Every single Herbalife video I do on TikTok uh, or Instagram, people go, they tag you. Oh, have you heard of this? I'm like, oh yes. Oh yes. You were such a lifesaver last summer because my daughter wanted to try those. And I was like, absolutely not. And we found, yeah. you know, your content and yeah. we were able to make these loaded teas without Herbalife completely customized to what we wanted and the flavors we wanted. And it was just, it was really fun. And it was a fun thing to do. Um, a couple of those videos got taken down. <laughs> Oh my Herbalife yes. people don't like uh, that we're sharing a much cheaper alternative right. to their product. Like it really hits them deep. I know that some people know, but when we first started, it was all about saving money, how to just make something at home that was comparable. We had not even found or had not even researched all of the products of what they make yet. Herbalife was definitely not at the forefront of this. It was when the TikTok started and the TikTok started being shared and R started getting views. We started sharing content the way Herbalife distributors came at us with just, I mean, horrible, constant messages, comments, emails, uh, reporting our videos. And it was like, 
we were like, well, something, there's something here we don't know. And we really started diving into what they are, who they are, what they make, how they market it, all of those things. And we realized they're really mad. This is not good for them. And so that's when it became, okay, let's compare what they really are. Let's expose what they really are. Let's talk about it. And it's amazing to see from then to now, uh, they don't give me near as much engagement, conversation. You don't see them in my comments. It's very strange to us. Haven't quite figured it out yet, but it's night and day. Really? So in the beginning, yeah. it was like very heavy and now they're, they're leaving you alone. For the most part. Now what we get, it, it was like this transition from early on of it being just hateful attacks of like personal attacks of like, you're lying to people, you're making up stuff. Uh, you are a failed distributor. You must be bitter, which none of is true. But that was their defense mechanism of you're just mad because you didn't succeed. And so it went from this like attack and this defensiveness to now we get emails and messages of people who are either current or former distributors acknowledging that they're in a cult, acknowledging that they realized that what they were told was not what it really is, um, acknowledging the things that maybe they've done or had to say that they know are wrong. They're acknowledging that like, I know that she knows, she obviously understands and that they're either, they've either known it or they're just figuring it out and they're trying to get out. Wow. It's incredible how it's sort of grown and shifted and changed. And it's now probably the same people who were harassing you in the beginning yes. who are yes. now reaching out and saying, you were right and you understand it. Can I talk to you? You know, can yes. we have a discussion about this? I haven't really talked much. I get a lot of emails. I get a lot of messages, uh, mostly private. I would say I don't, there's not a lot of comments that are public of these people, but it's mostly private. And I don't really know how to respond to them. I think a lot of people's perception is that we were distributors in some capacity or that we, we know something on the inside that maybe they don't, or there's something that I can offer, like that maybe I got out and I can give them some sort of guidance how I got out. And that's not so. And so I don't really, I don't have answers for them is one reason why I don't respond. And then another reason is I really don't trust. I know these are some of the same people. I don't trust that this is not some sort of like, let's get her to talk. Let's see what she says. So I'd, I'd really just, sometimes I'll just respond like a, just a generic response. And sometimes I don't respond at all. I don't really know what to say to them. I feel for them. It's a difficult conversation to have. The fact that they're even opening up to you at all is really, really interesting. And it does kind of put you at a weird vantage where you're just like, I want to help you, but like, I don't trust you. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons that, that you and I sort of talked and wanted to do a show on top of everybody asking me to talk to you <laughs> and if I know you, <laughs> all of oh these gosh. things, is to sort of, for all of those people who are floundering, who are finding your account, who are realizing, uh-oh, a resource that they can come to to sort of get all of these questions that they're asking you that you can't answer yes. uh, out. And I can help answer them too. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk through this, sort of create... I don't know, like a, a little bit of a safe place for people that have yeah. questions about Herbalife, loaded teas, how to get out, how to maybe start your own thing and, you know, go from there from what you've experienced and what you've learned doing right. this. Right. And I want them to have like a bridge to, if they have questions, like get them to the right place, the right people, 
maybe it's an answer they want to hear. Maybe it's something they don't want to hear. You know, I don't really know what they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, So the first question I'm sure people ask is like, were you in Herbalife? How did you get in? How did you get out? And you've already Mm -hmm. said that you weren't, but how were you associated with Herbalife to begin with? Just drinking and trying the teas? Right. I did a video recently on social media about the amount of shops in our area uh, within like six miles of just our home. And we live in a relatively small town. I wouldn't call it big. It's not, I don't know exactly how many people, but it's not a big town by any stretch. And there were 14 just within six miles of our home. And it's just, they're everywhere. Everybody's drinking them. Everybody's talking about them. They're checking in on social media. And that really ramped up, you know, right, right before the pandemic, probably the end of 19 ish. And they're just, they have saturated our entire area. And so everybody here knows what they are. And that was really the extent of our association or or our knowledge. And I will tell you, even before we started doing this on our budget blog, we didn't even know they used Herbalife. I don't even know that I would have recognized the name Herbalife or what it was or related it to something like when I think the pyramids and multi-level marketing in that capacity, I think Mary Kay, I think things when I was younger, my mom knew, you know, Avon, I think about those things. I don't even think I would have known Herbalife was that. So I wouldn't have even thought anything about those shops selling it or what teas were made. You know, I just never even occurred to me. Right. So you guys, for the record, everybody (laughs) knows now we're never distributors. Never. Just tried the teas and wanted to make them cheaper. And 14 is a lot. There's only two that I know of around here, but 14. Oh my gosh. I saw that video. That was was like like 14. 14. That was six miles. That's just the ones we went by. There's one that was under construction that's opening. Didn't include that one. And it's, they're all on top of each other. Several of them are owned by the same distributor. They're owned like one or two locations, but the same distributor. And then of their downline people of almost all under the same umbrella, all in the same, like six miles. It doesn't make any sense. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the flow knit high-rise boyfriend jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester, and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims standard-approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect, effortless outfit. 
Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. It's really, really interesting because we know from doing research and reading their like, you know, terms of service Mm -hmm. and policies and procedures that these shops main purpose is not to sell the drinks, although they do have the drinks. It's not the main purpose. So we're already oversaturated with these loaded teas and shakes all over town. But the main purpose is to recruit people. (laughs) She hates Herbalife. (laughs) The main purpose is to recruit people. Right. They are designed to have people come in and recruit. And that's why, you know, most, I I won't say most people, I think it's less than what we would think because we know it. More people are coming around to the understanding that these places are just fronts. They need a location. They have to have a place. They have to have a business to appeal to people that want to sign up and they see this glittery business, this brick and mortar, and this idea, this dream of having your own business and being an entrepreneur. And it looks real. So it's all this, they have to make it look real or no one's going to believe it. And so, you know, we went to one and almost everyone we went to, only one was open on a Saturday afternoon. So they're all closed. They have the weirdest hours. No one's there because they're not really worried about selling the actual teas again. So we went to one and it's a huge, like in a nice shopping center, it's a huge area. You look in, they have like a sales desk, like with the register and all the products lined up. They had one little like pub style table with two chairs in this huge open empty area because it's not designed for people. I mean, they're not busy. There's not people pouring in. There's not lines. They're not in demand. It's all about getting people to buy into the idea. And that's what's so weird about the saturation of 14 different stores in that small of a place. I'm wondering, 
how many teams are associated with those 14 stores. If it's only like two or three teams, or if it's like 12 teams, it's very interesting, you know, this very strange web of Herbalife stores in your town. And I know that this is happening all over the country. Yes, it is. And that's what, you know, from the outside perception, people are like, it creates this idea of it's successful. They're growing rapidly. They're successful. And it couldn't be further from what's actually happening. I could go today and sign up. And today I could come back tomorrow and tell you I'm an Herbalife nutrition coach and I'm a distributor. All it takes is signing up. I could go rent in a shopping mall down the street and we could pop up. And it doesn't mean that it's any success. It doesn't mean that it's any reason why there are 14 of them. But then people, you know, human nature, they see this and they see all these places and they think, God, I better get in. There's something to this, something I don't know. It looks like it's something you want to be a part of when realistically their stock is the lowest we've ever seen it in two years. And they're firing their CEO, rehiring an old one, not putting out guidance for the court. I mean, there's so many things going on realistically that doesn't translate when you see these shops popping up. On paper, it's failing. Right. On paper, it's very obvious. But you drive around town and you see all these shops and you think, whoa, this is this is like the next big thing. I need to get in. Right. History repeats itself. And so if we're thinking about that, we look to the documentary Betting on Zero, where Bill Ackman tried to prove that Herbalife was not successful and the cult basically railroaded him and it was a total nightmare that's what's going to happen again. Like that, that's, it's just, it doesn't really matter what it looks like on paper because they need it to look popular to anybody walking by that. This is like a really good company to be a part of. This is so popular. There's stores all over. People love these loaded teas, but yeah, like you're saying, like there's, there's nothing that backs that up like factually other than their own propaganda. Right. And it's done in my problem, one of the problems, not the only problem, but my problem with that is it's done the marketing of it and the perception that is put out, the social media. They're doing all of that, whether they're actually making it, whether it's successful or true, all the comments about how healthy it is and all the copy paste type marketing that they put out. They don't know if it's true. They don't understand it. They have no background. They couldn't explain it if they tried. They have no science understanding to be giving people health and nutrition advice. That is in and of itself problematic. But then when it's done with the intention of enticing someone to sign up to do something that they have no business doing, it's like it's just a double hit. And it really the the ethics of it is what gets me. So you also told me that another one of the things that people ask you all the time is like, how do I do this without Herbalife? Like, how do I start my own loaded tea business? And how do I do this without Herbalife? It's usually one of two things. They're like, um, okay, I mean, they're trying to get out of Herbalife or I don't know how to get out. Can I join your team? Can I sign up to do what you do? And they don't understand that like, this is not a, hey, come work for me. We're better. I'm not in competition with selling like Herbalife does. And so that's usually, they understand that. But then it's, okay, well, how do I transition from this tea shop that I have selling Herbalife to selling the teas like you make the recipes for in the same capacity, like same tea shop, just switching out products. 
I don't have an answer for that. My biggest concern is that you have a group of mostly people who believe that they are business owners right now with Herbalife. They think, okay, I will just cut ties with Herbalife, quit using those products. I'll just buy all of these products and do the exact same thing. The nutritional claims, the health claims, all these things, I'll just continue to market it as that it's the same thing, just different products. And I think that's going to be a very big issue. Absolutely. Because the people that are in Herbalife right now that believe they're business owners, but you're just contracted workers. There's no business aspect to this. No. There's a lot of things that Herbalife does that's technically really illegal and they have big pyramid behind them to protect them. They and you have won't an- get that. You don't, right. you won't get to keep that. You don't get that same protection. Right. So there's no protection for a small business that's making health and income claims like that yeah. and violating the FTC the way that MLMs do because they have an entire lobbying firm and a caucus and billions of dollars behind them. Right. And the way I look at distributors that have these tea shops, whether they have a, a storefront and a shop or they're just selling it maybe independently from home, I don't, you know, because that's how it's designed to get people in. I look at them as they are Herbalife's biggest customer at this point. Without them purchasing the products and without them signing people up and the continued reordering and the continued, you know, monthly ordering from the distributors. Herbalife is in trouble. And that's what we're seeing happen. The more distributors that stop ordering their Herbalife products and selling Herbalife, the more hurt there is up top. So when they're the biggest customer and all they're doing each month is they're taking marketing, you know, whatever they're sent down to share out or social media campaigns, whatever that is, they're taking that. They have no responsibility for what it says, what it means. They're not responsible for picking the products that they use or having any sort of reasoning why or standing behind what they use and why. You're not just going to your link and reordering every month. You've now got to be your own supplier. You've got to find demand. You have to find uh, distribution. You've got to find good prices. Like you're a cent- you, you will be a business owner for the first time. I don't know that that the understanding is there. Unfortunately, I don't think that there's that level of understanding there as well because Herbalife tells them that they are business owners and they really do believe all of this propaganda that Herbalife puts out. You could open up a tea shop, but we have to understand that, again, the purpose of these stores that are popping up everywhere is not to sell the tea. It's to get more people into the scheme. And so- The tea is not nearly as popular as people believe it to be. Right. The the purchasing the teas and drinking the teas is not nearly as successful and popular and sustainable, really, on a business end as what it, it looks like when you see all the social media. It's not. We all know social media. Things can look totally different. You will own a restaurant. You're going to own, you're going to just be, and and you can't, I've never been to a restaurant or walked into a business that sells one thing. You're not just going to be able to sell loaded teas from stuff you buy at Walmart using our recipes that are just basic flavors. And you're not just going to be able to run to Walmart, sell a bunch of loaded teas and pay your bills every month and and, uh, and be a multi-million dollar company. It just is not going to, that's not where it is. And that's an unfortunate hard truth. 
that I think a lot of people don't understand. You know, a lot of people have a lot of time, their money, their family, whatever they've invested into this Herbalife dream. And I understand, I haven't been there, but I I do, I have sympathy and I understand that that's got to be a very hard reality to realize that all of that was for nothing. You've kind of cultivated this, what you've believed to be this business. They want to believe that they can continue this tea shop and just switch the product. That is a very... I would want to believe that too. If I, I mean, I get it. I just don't have any sort of confidence that that's like a viable thing. I just don't know that it, now you could, I, I could see like a restaurant having uh, food and, and this just be part of the menu or like even a coffee shop, a legitimate, just where you have not Herbalife, not some MLM, not somebody just sending you products to sell with a stamp on it where you have a legitimate business, you have freedom, you have like, you know, lunch menu, something of that nature where this is just one part of it, like a Starbucks type place. But again, that's a whole different animal. I mean, that's a, you're walking into something that's not what you've been doing. I think it would be a really great additional add-on to an existing business that's already doing this, you know, making smoothies, making shakes, making coffee whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would be a really great addition. Um, But then there's also that, you know, you're buying things full price at Walmart, where if it was your business, you would have a wholesaler's license and you would be getting even cheaper than you're getting it. There's just, there's so many factors into this, especially when there's food handling involved. And I just don't think everybody really looks at every single angle and I don't want people to get in trouble. Right. Agreed. And I see, you know, we see the, um, we call it like the wild, wild west of Etsy right now. It's this crazy rush of people trying to sell the loaded teas, like just in the little, like a little baggie, like the little Mylar bags or even just like Ziploc bags. And they're just making them in their kitchen and they're putting these powders. There's no label. There's nothing on the Etsy listing. There's nothing when you order it. There's no printout. There's nothing that says what is in it. They have no license. And I'm not trying to hit anybody for trying to make some money. I get it. I do get it. But like in life, we're all trying to make a living. We're all trying to do it. There's a right way and a wrong way. And there's laws and food laws. And, you know, you want everybody to be successful and you want everybody to make a living and you want everybody to enjoy tea. Like you want all of those things to happen in the right way. But to see people using the cheaper products and making them the budget way, but then trying to sell them on Etsy with no there's just no safety net there. There's no confidence that like what's going on here. It's very concerning. Yeah. And it can be really dangerous. hundred percent. The same reason that MLMs are dangerous and they don't tell us what's in it. And there's this proprietary blend. It's the same thing. If I'm at home mixing a little bit of like grape crush with some sun kissed and some lip, you know, whatever the lift off yes. the 4C, 4C or whatever it is, mixing this all together in a pack and then sealing it or just even putting it in a Ziploc and then being like, this is fruit punch. Who wants to buy it? I mean, it's dangerous. It's really, really dangerous. And again, like you are liable, right? As the person making it and selling it, you are liable. I mean, who is following the pink sauce drama, right? Everybody remember the pink sauce (laughs) on TikTok and the the bottles were like bloated and exploding. And this woman was like, I have no idea what I'm doing and corrected it. And I think everything is fine now, but that's a real thing that happens if you don't understand 
food handling. I'm, I'm not in the food handling. I've never worked in food service. So I have no idea. I would not think the first thing would be like, I'm going to open up a loaded tea shop. That doesn't, that sounds like a nightmare to me, but I get it. I get that people want to be an entrepreneur and a business person and it looks really good. But at the end of the day, it's not the loaded teas that are profitable. The loaded tea is the vehicle into the pyramid scheme. And it's the pyramid scheme that is profitable, but only for 1%. If you take the pyramid out of the equation and you take this whole signing up and distributors, if you take that away then it would not be viable. I mean, you can read the, the Herbalife rules, regulations, their handbook will tell you that. I mean, they, it's known. That's not how it's designed to be. So they could care less up high, the business part, the execs, they could care less about loaded teas. And, you know, anybody that's ever paid attention or looked, the loaded tea is not pumped by associated with Herbalife as a company at all. It's the tea shops. And so Herbalife does not, talk about loaded teas, they're all about their products and whatever gets somebody in the door to order their products and to sign up as a member, have at it. But they don't claim any sort of like proprietary or trademark. The loaded tea does not exist when you look at Herbalife as a company. These shops are independent. So when they run to Herbalife and they say, oh, these are our loaded teas and they're being, Herbalife doesn't care. They're not responsible for you. Herbalife is like, wow, what an ingenious way to get people to buy eight things at once instead of just one. Correct. And that's all that it matters to them. They could care less what you call it. They could care less what it looks like. All of that is just like whatever you want to do, but this pressure to get people to sign up. And, you know, you were talking about not disclosing basically what's in the things, like how problematic that can be. And we all saw the pink sauce. Like, you know, it can, that would have never been an issue if nobody had ever ordered it. She would have probably just continued to do a few little orders. Like you see when it gets attention and people are like, whoa, you can't do that. So we have these loaded teas on a, what I would call a small scale, not like super viral, but if you go, they're getting quite a bit of orders. They are making money. When you go into a a shop, like an Herbalife shop, they do not disclose what's in it. Unless you ask, they're going to say, oh, you want a Captain America? They're going to mix it all up, put it in there. If you don't know what Herbalife is and you don't ask, you would never know what's in there. You don't get the, you don't make it yourself like you do at home. Can put whatever, leave whatever out. These people that want to switch shops and start doing different products than Herbalife or people who are making that at home and shipping it out, you're running into that same issue of you have an obligation to someone consuming what you are making to disclose what's in it. There's a real risk there. You know, there's a place here locally who doesn't use Herbalife, but they sell loaded teas. And it's more of like a fitness shop. I believe he used to be a distributor years ago and then realized like, he doesn't seem like somebody who's going to buy into that. I think he got involved in it and was like, wait a minute, I feel really like dumb now. And so I'm not going to do this anymore. So now he makes loaded teas with pre-workout, which is not a terrible idea conceptually, but if I walk in there, uh, pre-workout is not for every person. I'm not working out. I'm not a fitness guy. I don't go to the gym. I don't need pre-workout. And if I go in there and order what I believe to be a loaded tea and I get a full dose of pre-workout, I'm going to be feeling kind of crazy and not understand. And I would never know, say I had a heart problem or blood pressure problem and I drink that and I can't even tell anybody what I've had or that I've had pre-workout. I'd be like, that's crazy. I drank a tea. 
So to right. me, there's a real risk with not disclosing whatever it is that you use. And I mean, let's be honest, it's not really tea, right? Isn't it like a tea, like a tiny little scoop of powdered tea, but it's mostly flavors and, and water. It is. And so, and I believe we went by there. We actually, Nick went by there this morning to the place. We weren't for sure if it was still Herbalife or not. And some people in the comments on the video I posted asked about that one here locally. So we went by there and unless it was something he didn't see them measure out, like that was, they were in unmarked jars. So it's possible he, he said, I could have missed it, but I'm usually pretty aware of what's going on. And it didn't look like there was ever even any tea put in at all. So it was pre-workout flavors and that's it, which is fine. But there's a big sign marketed as loaded teas. Just call it something else. And so most of the time, that's what you're seeing. And you go to Herbalife shops and they have uh, what they call a tea concentrate, different flavors. I don't believe there's very much tea. It's not like a pure tea. It's a tea concentrate again, and it's like a tea mix. It's got all, and you can look at the label and like the, the word tea is in there, like an extract. And so we always had that kind of like, this just doesn't feel like it's being marketed quite correctly. And we used, when we first started, we were using the Great Value, the Crystal Light, which again is a tea mix, not a pure tea. And that's when we started looking, we really wanted to find something that was a pure tea. So you can say this is literally, this is a tea. And so what we use is a pure tea, an instant tea. So it's like a pure tea concentrate with nothing in it, but tea powder. And it's the cleanest tea you're going to find. And so you go to these places and you really don't know what you're getting. So what you do on TikTok is make these loaded teas, DIY at-home versions using non-MLM products. So walk us through making a loaded tea. What does it consist of? So what you're going to start with, like you're going to have your tea component. We use an instant tea powder. So it's important that you have instant tea because it's going to dissolve. Some people are like, can I cut open a tea bag and just pour the tea in there? No, no, we're not going to do that. So, you know, instant tea is important. And then you have like what's called the guarana powder. That's like the Herbalife's NRG stands for nature's raw guarana. And that's all it is, guarana powder. And so we use just a pure guarana powder. And that's just caffeine. So you have those two are caffeine components. And then the 4C energy rush is like your liftoff. So all three of those things are where your caffeine comes in. And then from there, you have whatever the flavors you want for that. Um, Some people really love the different colors. So some are more color driven and we'll use the different flavors for color purposes. And then some just really love certain flavors and we'll use, don't care what it looks like. And then you have the aloe. Some people use it. Some people don't. Um, but it's comparable to what they use. How many different flavor, like I'm sitting here and you guys can't see, but behind her, she has like, it's like a, like, it looks like my dad's tool, like area in the garage growing up. It's all of these little drawers. How many flavors do you think you have? We probably have about around 150 to 200 ish.
actual like flavors. And then you have so many different flavors that have so many different brands and they all taste different. And so it's like, it gets real, um, it gets real interesting. Where are your favorite places to find the flavor packs? Like where do you have the most luck? Um, Our Walmart stores here. I've learned that we must have really good ordering. I don't know. I, I just assumed when we started this, everybody would be very similar and it varies by region. It varies by even from one city to the next. Um, we are able to find so much. We have little Walmart markets here. They're like little neighborhood markets. We call them the small mart here. And so that's where we find the most um, variety. Every time something new, they get it super quick. We have really good local grocery stores that carry a lot. And then the dollar stores, like they are a treasure trove usually of like very unique flavors and they're super cheap. And so between those places and then like the big lots, Walgreens, CVS, drug stores actually have more than you would realize. We order only on Amazon when we need a lot of one thing because I don't like to buy them out locally. So if we need to order something in large quantities, we'll order like a big container of them from Amazon. But we really do find, you know, I think people are skeptical because they're like, there's no way you find all of that at Walmart. My Walmart doesn't have that. So there's no way that y'all just found all of that. You're ordering it from somewhere or you work for one of these companies. And it's like, I promise we find these just like everybody else. I think the lesson is you just have to look, you just have to hunt. If you're If you are a loaded tea aficionado and you were like, I'm looking for flavors, you just know, and you just have to look at every store and check regardless. And I've, I've seen it at the dollar store. I've seen tons of flavors at all of those places. So yeah, I think you just gotta, I think you just gotta hunt and get used to thinking like anywhere that you go that sells snacks, any kind of food product or drinks. We have like little discount stores around here. Even sometimes TJ Maxx will have different syrups or drinks or Anything, if you just look and like, if we go to a different like town, if we're going out of town for something, or if I have to stop somewhere, I'm always like, let me hit up every store and see what they have. And it's like, it's a joke in our family. Now we're like, okay, we're looking for drink mixes, but they, you can find, I mean, you can find so many. It's written into your like vacation itinerary. They're like on Sunday, mom shops for drink mixes. <laughs> like give me an hour at all the local stores. I'll be right back. Yeah. Here's a fun question. How do you feel when you stumble upon a new flavor you've never seen before? Oh, okay. So if one of us, like, so everybody pretty much knows it's me and my husband. We do this together. So we're like, it's a a team effort. Totally. So anytime we go to the store, if we're not together and one of us comes back, we're like, oh my God, they had this flavor. And we're like, we immediately come home. We immediately try it, taste it. We're like, what does it taste like? What color is it? How can we use it? Because you'd be surprised how many flavors do not look like the color you would think they are. So you you pour it and you're like, oh, that's different. It says it's like watermelon, but it's a kind of a, maybe a more of a red than pink, or it's like an orangey color. And you're like, okay, not what I was thinking. Or they're clear sometimes, which really mentally, it's a berry flavor and it's clear. So we like, we dissect it, we compare it. And then we're all like, already we're like, okay, what recipe can we make? What's it going to be called? What can we name it? What song are we going to play with it? It's like, it's become this fun. It's a whole life of itself. Consistently across the board. What is the brand that you feel like brings it every time? Uh, We really like the Margaritaville brand. They only have three flavors though. So they have just their margarita 
pina colada, strawberry daiquiri. And all three of those are like 10 out of 10. And then we do a lot of like the Hawaiian punch. Their flavors are really, really good and really popular. And then the Starburst is probably one of the most popular. What was the flavor you got and you thought it was going to be amazing and it tasted like horrible? Okay. I was not a fan of the Sonic Ocean Water. I had a very like, it's like, you know, when you go somewhere and you order a Coke and you take a sip and it's like root beer. That's, I just felt like I had this, you've had an ocean water drink. And then when you, to me, it was very strong, just didn't have that flavor. And then other people, like when I, I, so I said that on TikTok one time, I still remember the lashing that I got for that. People love ocean water and like, I was wrong. So you almost got canceled over ocean water. Yeah. They were like, you take that back. Like, I don't like it. They, they're very, um. They get very opinionated when I don't like something. The perception is they think every, like we have probably over somewhere in the neighborhood of five to 600 recipes now. And they're all different. We're very careful that we don't double dip like flavor combos. So they're all different. And I guess people have this perception that every one of them that I've made that I love, like that I like all of these flavors. And so I guess when I don't like something, they're like, how dare you? Like, what? Why don't you like it? People have very strong opinions. You know, I thought we were in a very safe, like, you know, everybody has their own favorite flavors and teas. And I thought, well, we'll just make everybody will be happy, you know? And so this has been a real lesson that no matter what you're doing, like that is not possible. You know, people have very strong opinions. Out of all of the recipes that you guys have made, what is your favorite one? My favorite is the Bama Rush Talk. So we did last fall you know, TikTok is huge Bama Rush Talk and it was huge. So I did a tea that was Alabama Colors. So it's a cherry limeade and it was one of the most popular and it ended up being one of my favorite flavored teas. And so we did a new one this year. I went all out for Bama Rush Talk and I had my outfits and I did the dances and we had a lot of fun. And so I did Bama Rush Talk 2.0 because new flavors have come out. So I just kind of elevated it a little bit. And those two have been my favorite. I mean, you can't go wrong with the cherry limeade. No. And so it's just one of those, every time you have it, it's always good. And then it's been really popular too. So that's always my favorite. One of the biggest Herbalife distributors, when I say biggest, I mean like on social media, like out there making videos, YouTube. I don't know where she's at, like regionally, but she's very big on social media. She was one of the first Herbalife distributors to go onto YouTube and to make content in the YouTube format. So when she was like the only one, it was obviously very popular. There was some like controversy of, I don't know if it was within Herbalife or YouTube or something, but she had to take all of her content down at some point and start over. So I don't know if she had to redo it in a certain way or who made that happen, but it happened. And she's very big, like on Facebook. And so we are affiliated through Silver Lining Lessons with a private Facebook group that Cassie that works with us, she runs this Facebook group and is the admin of it and it's private. So everybody that comes through and it's vetted, there's no Herbalife distributors or members allowed. They look them up, they search them in the Herbalife like database. And so they're not allowed in there to come in and try to sell and use the community that we've built to try to prey on people. And so Melissa Gibbs tried to get into the group and she was denied. And shortly after she was denied, she went and made a private Facebook group and she uses her private Facebook group to sell an Herbalife ebook of her Herbalife recipes, which is very interesting to me. So you have to pay 
to join this group, basically, it's like an access, almost like a subscription. So you have to pay to join her group and you get the content, like whatever's in the group, like her recipes, which is what she shares and what you can find all over everywhere of Herbalife recipes. So it's very interesting to me as to like why you would do that. It's just an odd kind of move to me. Do you see a lot of distributors using your recipes with Herbalife and trying to sell it off as like something they invented or flavor they came up with? Absolutely. All the time. We see Herbalife distributors doing it. Um, It's absolutely rampant on Etsy. They don't even change the names. And I think what has happened is we're in a unique position because we know what we've made. I can tell you, I know that's mine. I can look as I made it. Sitting right here, we come up with the name and the flavor, and it's not any flavors that Herbalife has. It's not a dupe of anything. There are some very popular Herbalife teas people wanted to dupe, and those are dupes of that as far as flavor goes. And the name, we keep it the same so they know what they're getting. But then we have far more that are ones we just came up with, like the Lula Rich. When the documentary came out, we had a tea called Lula Rich. That's not an Herbalife dupe. That's not anything that Herbalife would ever do. It's not flavors they use. And you can go on to Etsy today and find people who are selling Herbalife or the knockoffs that are selling a Lula Rich with the exact same flavors. And we're like, I mean, just change the name. Just change the name. <laughs> At least I just think it's so name. funny that a pyramid scheme is selling a drink named after the takedown of another pyramid scheme. It's funny, but it's just like when they you're looking at them like just right over the head. You're like, okay. That's what, we're, that's what we're working with. I mean, that's, and we're like, and they will argue with you of like, no, we're the number one nutrition company in the world. You don't know what you're talking about. And I'm thinking like, okay, bless your heart. So when you are on Etsy, you come across your recipes. Have you ever yes. been able to buy them and try them? So we were doing, um, we were researching, we were going to do a whole article because our website, we still have a fully functioning website. We do articles about all of these products, about the the Herbalife comparisons, like we have, um, we still have what we call our blog. And so we were like, okay, we see all this happening on Etsy. Let's do it the silver lining lessons way. We're going to go order from people we know using what they are holding out to be duplicates of our recipes. We can tell what they are. They're using the same macros, nutritional information. So we're like, we're going to order these, get them in and analyze them. We're going to see if it's the real deal, see what they're charging for it, see if it adds up. We tried to order from three or four places. One person sent us the teas and it came with a little sheet that had the name of the tea. And it says, this is, we're in the process of changing our names and changing our business. And so this is the old name and this is our new name for our company. This is what the tea, and it was all of our old names and they've changed them all to new things. And we're like, (laughs) Thank, thank Are you. Are you using like your real name and your business Absolutely. name so they know it's you? Okay. <laughs> we intentionally, we intentionally ordered these under the Silver Lining Lessons email, Jana at SilverLiningLessons.com. There was no, use all of my own ordering information. And it was like, I'm not going to play this Herbalife game where it's like, ha ha, I gotcha. It was like, I'm going to order from you. I know you, you know who I am because obviously it's the only way you got this. So that person sent it and it was, what, you know, funny, but the other people, there were two that we placed the order, only ordered teas on their list that were ones that were ours. And within probably uh, 24 hours of placing the order, the order being accepted, payment was accepted. They canceled the order and refunded me. 
one with no explanation whatsoever. And the second one said, oh, I had a family emergency or I can't fulfill this order. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, and, yeah. And the interesting thing on that one was that she couldn't, you know, had a family emergency. I can't place your order. And it was like, you know, I, I, I get it. Maybe so. Um, but you could still, all of her orders were still up and pending. I could have gone and ordered from her at that moment. You know, on Etsy, you can pause your, your shop or you can not be accepting orders at this time or it's not available. Everything was still fully functioning. I even tried to order it again and it would have let it go through. So I found that very interesting. And I asked her about it, you know, that I just find it interesting that my order was canceled. I'm doing a, a article about this. And I just wonder if you have any comment that you would like included in the article. And there was no response. So it's like, you know, fair enough. That's bold. Right. I just think it's, there's uh to me, no, I've never been more like shocked at the level of audacity of people through social media, through all of this. It's like, they have no hesitation, literally just don't even hesitate to take all of your work and to take all of your information, use it in their own way or for their own personal gain. But then we'll, if I ask them about it, or if it's made, I made aware and I say something, they're like, she's attacking me she's bullying me. They will block me. I'm like, but you didn't hesitate to take my stuff. That's just odd to me. It's very interesting. It's a very interesting kind of dynamic. What I find kind of intriguing from when we first started in the tone of the distributors and Herbalife people coming at us and to now to see kind of the evolution and how quickly now they will turn on Herbalife and like how they will all these claims that they had made of it being the number one, being so healthy, being the most nutritional thing and how it will do all of these things for you. It's like a miracle product. But then now they will make it with products from Walmart. They'll make the same claims. Like they're still promoting it the same. Like it's nutrition and, and health. And you're like, the draw to it is that it was Herbalife and it was the number one nutrition company in the world. But now you're using other products People ask us all the time, like, are you saying that these are the same thing and these are healthy like Herbalife? And I always like, I, I don't, I hate that question because it, it makes you assume and make you like, just assume that Herbalife is healthy just in and of itself, that it's just a healthy thing. And so I don't believe they're healthy. I think they're marketed that way and they want you to believe that. I don't think they're healthy and I don't think making ones from Walmart or because they're healthy, it's not going to make you lose 30 pounds and it's not going to make you feel great. It's caffeine and flavors. It's just flavor. It's water. You're, you're just, you're drinking water. You're adding things to it. It's, it's an alternative to an energy drink or a soda coffee. You're in the same category, but to say this is some weight loss management and it's some sort of healthy thing. I don't like, like, I don't like getting into that. I don't think that's fair. No. And, and it's not, I mean, it's not those things. It's not healthy. It's not, it shouldn't be yeah. touted as healthy because it's not, we've, right. we've seen all kinds of like news stories about people who have died and come back. People have had liver failure and like issues. It, it, it's to me, it's wild that even Herbalife lets them say the word healthy, right? Yeah. Like how is that not a violation? Just calling it healthy. It's just, it's very, very interesting to me that they can say that and they can claim that. And that and people just, believe it so much that they're asking you, is this just as healthy as Herbalife? You're like, yes, it is the exact same amount of healthy. You're talking healthy, but on the same level. Yes. And like what you're, what you think healthy is, 
you're way off, but, and it's, it, so it is sad to see that people, they just think that they're getting something healthy. And, and then I become the enemy where they're like, why do you hate Herbalife so much? It's like, I don't, I don't hate it. It's just not accurate. Right. I, I mean, it's a scam. It. It's a scam. I don't hate distributors. Like I don't hate, uh, it's like, I, I hate what they're doing. And I hate that some of them know what they're doing. I do hate that, but it's just a very complex question to me when they say it that way. It's very loaded. And Correct. it's, it, there's so much nuance in the answer of why do you hate Herbalife that can't be summed up in like a two second or like two sentence answer. Like there's yeah. so much. And I think anybody listening right now that still is feeling, why do these women hate Herbalife so much? They made a whole podcast episode. What? This is what I could, uh, haters. Like, you know what? Like that's your cognitive dissonance. Look that up, write that down. It's making you go, wait a second. Like I know this, but then also I know this and they're non-congruent. It doesn't make sense. They don't equal each other, but I know that both of these things, that is your cognitive dissonance. It is talking to you. It is telling you, to look deeper. We can also mm -hmm. call it maybe your intuition or your gut feeling. It's the same thing that MLMs tell you to ignore. Get out of your comfort zone, push, you right. know, push the envelope. We're getting you back into the comfort zone where your fight and flight can actually say, you know what, this is actually a scam. And they right. have successfully convinced you that it's not to the point that you are now defending it to the entire world. And, and you know, I have these, I, I try to remember especially on social media, you know, when you grow so much on social media and you have so many opinions, you have so many comments, so many people, um, you never quite know what, why they think that way or what their experience is. And so I try to remember that for whatever reason, I'm not real to them, like a person, they don't know me and I don't know them. And so I am probably triggering something just by what I'm saying or that they're not either ready to hear or that they know deep down I'm right, but they're just not willing to go there yet. Or they don't want to believe it so badly. The only explanation is that I must be so angry at herbal that I'm just making this up or that I must have failed that there's some reason why I'm saying this instead of it just being true. So I try right. to always remember that they're not really coming at me, even though it feels that way. I just represent something that they're just not, they're not ready for yet. Right. And some people aren't ready to hear it. And we say, yeah. just come back to it when you are ready. Yeah. If you're feeling that way and you're battling with your cognitive dissonance, yeah. what's the harm in asking a question? What's the harm in listening to another Herbalife episode? I would like to suggest uh, Kylie Siebel's episode. She actually was going to own mm -hmm. a nutrition shop and talks about that. So there's so much information to have. There's so much information that is out there. I don't get any financial gain from bashing these companies. I'm not being paid by anybody to, to do this. I do this because I was there too. And I know what it feels like to be that person who's told you're stupid by all of the people that you thought were your friends in the cult and outside of the cult and to feel stupid from every single angle and know that you're not stupid. And so that's what I'm hoping that people are getting out of this. If you need to listen to this episode again in a couple of weeks, when you've settled, then by all means, we are here for you. We are not here to hurt you. We don't hate you. We don't think you're stupid. You are a cog in a machine. You are a brick in a pyramid. And unfortunately, 
it's, it's hard and, and it's difficult, but you're not alone. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, giving people somewhere where they can, whether they're ready to talk about what they believe, or if they're ready to acknowledge some of this as being where they might be, at least they can hear and listen and maybe be open to like looking it up on their own or doing some research or seeking out more answers than, you know, what they're being told. That's just maybe not true. Okay, Jana. So at the end of these, we like to do some rapid fire questions and have a little bit of fun. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. What is one word that encompasses how you feel about MLMs? Misleading. Give me a warning to somebody who is on the fence and maybe wanting to join an MLM or hopefully leave after listening to this episode. Trust your gut. And if there are red flags and you think something doesn't add up and it sounds too good to be true, that is 99.9% what it is. What is the worst MLM in your opinion? Verbal life. (laughs) Has to be. (laughs) What is the hardest lesson that you learned about MLM by being this sort of anti-MLM creator, even though that wasn't your goal? Probably that um, there are more people involved in it that had no idea what they were getting involved in and somehow ended up deep into this world that they really didn't even know was a thing. And lastly, what is the positive takeaway for you from this entire journey that you've been on with Silver Lining Lessons and Herbalife? I think the most positive thing I've learned is that as a, just a creator and as someone who has a reach that you can use it to really, really bring, um, a benefit to someone, value to people. It doesn't have to be um, always all the same thing. Like we didn't come into it thinking it was going to be anti-MLM and not really out to get anybody, but it just, you can mold and you can adapt and you can make it whatever you want. And so that you're capable of doing those things without an MLM and without somebody telling you what to do, like you can just trust yourself and put something out into the world and be proud of it. I absolutely love that. So for everybody who enjoyed this and wants to follow you, where can we find you on the internet? Everything is just silver lining lessons across the board. So we have our TikTok, we have Instagram, we have our Facebook page, and we have the group. The Facebook group is tagged everywhere. We have our website, silverlininglessons.com. And then we have, uh, I have Pinterest. It's not quite my, I don't do a whole lot there, but we do have Pinterest if you want to save and have boards. And then we also have our app. We have a free app that you can download. Uh, You get push notifications. All of our recipes and articles are there. We do giveaways in app only um, and lots of exclusives there. And so we're everywhere. That is amazing. What a fun year it has been for you guys. And thank you so much for coming on the show and chatting with me. Absolutely. It has been a blast. We are still having so much fun with everything. Um, we love our social media crew and family and everybody that's, you know, embraced us and grown with us. And we really appreciate you having us as well. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins. You can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes. And if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought, oh my God, 
I have a story just like that that needs to be told, hit me up, therealrobertablevins at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans. Thank you.